0: Hi, my name's Hutton and I'm a geoholic.
1: Did anybody here, pass me a beer, and I'm going to keep playing this music.
2: Welcome back, Geoholics. Thanks so much for listening to episode 128. This is from another friend-making, value-adding Geoholics roadshow. We were invited to attend the TopoDot Users Conference 2022, also known as the hashtag Tuck22 in beautiful Orlando, Florida. All I can say about my experience over the two days I was able to participate is uh, if you're not part of the TopoDot community and you haven't attended a Tuck, you are definitely missing out. In addition, if you're not using TopoDot to process your point cloud data, you need to take a good hard look at their platform as quickly becoming the industry standard. Okay, everybody, strap in and thanks again for listening. All right, here we are at uh, the TopoDot Users Conference 2022. What a cool event. I've got Danny with me. Danny,
3: uh, start with your name. Uh, well, as you said, my name's Danny. Danny Clark. I am from California. I work for REY Engineers, and we do a lot of engineering, civil, and we do a lot of surveying. We have okay. a mobile department. Nice. Um, we have some drones um, with a minivux What's a, that is regal. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, we do bathy surveys um, a yep. lot, a lot. Actually. Okay. What well, part of California? Sacramento.
2: Right on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that all makes sense. So obviously, you're a dot user. Yes. And this is, I think, day three of the conference, correct? Yep. Okay. And how's it been so far?
3: Um, It's been really great, actually. I'm probably an advanced user. Oh, right. And I'm in the advanced classes. Oh. And it's been really good. Okay. Um, It's really nice to come here and actually learn. Yep thinking as yourself as a as an advanced user and going sure. oh, I'm learning I'm learning a lot yeah that's great that's input. Really good.
2: great input I'm sure and uh it seems like a great venue to have an event like this, this it is, is this is great
3: oh yeah well Florida it's beautiful weather right now yeah um couldn't ask for better
2: perfect and so you said you're an advanced user of TopoDot. Dot um so how long you've been using it then
3: um right bre- just over six years so Okay. Um, pretty much every single day. Every day? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So give me an example of how uh, TopoDot improves your workflow. Uh, actually, um, so being able to manipulate the point cloud and then um, easily extract data, whatever kind of data that might be, uh-huh. and then be able to export that and give that to engineers, whatever they're looking for, yep. um, other departments of survey, whatever they're looking for. Uh, also, being able to bring in whatever platform the mm. the lidar was collected, the point cloud was collected on. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's not uncommon to have projects with bathy data, UAV lidar, and mobile lidar, mm-hmm. all you know, all in there possibly. So.
2: Yep. So the hardware that's used to collect the data, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, TopolDot can work with it, any type of oh, yes. point cloud data. Oh yeah.
3: Oh um, yeah. In fact. Uh, you know, it uh, it's easily converted mm. um, in Topodot. Yes.
2: Perfect. Perfect. And how does Topodot differ from other software packages like it? Uh, or, that, I mean, is uh, there, is there uh, much I, competition out there? I don't even know, I, to be honest with I, you. I know that Topodot is definitely. Uh, made made their mark <laughs> in the industry it's almost like the standard at this point
3: you know we do use um, another software at my company but uh-huh. it's not for it's definitely not for extraction yeah um, we might use it for processing um, but definitely topo as far as as a- anything that i've done uh-huh. i would say that it's pretty much unmatchable yeah um, but that's also just me i am a microstation user sure um, and then being able to work with Topodot within Microstation, uh-huh. it makes it flawless. Yep, it yep. makes it it makes it easy. So. Yeah,
2: that's what everybody says. Like I said, their user group is incredible. I mean, it's yep. just it's grown to a it, it, it's exponentially growing. No, no doubt they have such a really good thing going. So, talk about maybe uh, like a really cool project you've worked on recently.
3: Uh, all right, um, actually, so uh, we just finished a. Um, a school campus in mm-hmm. California, um, very large campus, and we actually did um, a combination of UAV lidar, uh-huh. mobile lidar, driving wow. through the campus, and then static data scans wow. also. Um, and they are going to redo the entire school campus, uh-huh. so we had to map door thresholds, um, oh, wow. all the sidewalk for uh, for ADA purposes, yeah. um, and then all of like the football fields, the um, like all the outline buildings mm-hmm. um, and it was a massive massive project and it went really well you know client asked for a lot of things we were able to get anything they asked for and any questions that they had we were able to just go back open the point cloud yeah extract whatever they needed out of Topa dot send it on send it on the way
2: so are, are you guys at this point pretty much scanning every project
3: uh, No, we actually have a lot of field crew, Mm -hmm. um, which is really nice because no matter what point cloud, like whatever you do, laser scanning, um, it's still a line of sight. So Mm -hmm. if you have to do something behind a building, we have crews that go out and supplement for that. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So a lot of different ways to collect data these days yes you know the the ways you mentioned of course there's the conventional survey methods there's drones you Mm -hmm. know with lidar sensors Mm -hmm. mounted to them Mm -hmm. um so does TopoDot make it easier to bring all those different data sources together
3: oh yeah actually that's something that i was just talking about with one of the instructors he was going hey how can i utilize some of this for uav data and Uh i said you guys already do yeah Um, a lot of the tools that i use for mobile I just apply it the same way to UAV data, and yeah. it's, it it works. It just works. Awesome! Very cool.
2: Um, what else? What else
3: you want to talk about? Um, I don't. I don't know. This <laughs> is not my podcast. <laughs> how, how long have you been, How long have you
2: been been with the uh, current
3: company? uh let's see here i'm about to what year is it that's a my (laughs) wife would know um just about seven years great um, good for you 2015 yeah Mm -hmm. i started 2015 um and uh i actually had an engineering background okay so they hired me um and they said hey we like we like that you have an engineering background Mm -hmm. apply that to survey and i went i can do that perfect um and it's been really great since Um, we have a very small department um, a smaller company, but um, we do stuff all over the place, nice. and that is awesome to get out and see that and be a part of a company that, you know, Yeah, we might be in California, we might be in Arizona, we might do work in Florida, Yeah, no matter where it is, its is, you're, you're scanning, you're making a topo, you're helping out.
2: Yep, yep. It's really easy to uh, cross state lines with the technology.
3: It is. Um, more people are willing to say, let's do what we can to get you out here Yeah, with um, the drone or the mobile, um, the mobile scanner on the mm-hmm. truck. So, mm-hmm.
2: yep. Very cool. And, uh, so are you, are you a licensed surveyor at this point or are you, are you no. going down that path then? No, actually, you do no, not. Probably, um,
3: right? I, I, you know, it's been something that I've thought about, but, um, my boss is good enough that he says, Hey, look, we love what you do. Mm-hmm. We want to keep trying to, you know, build your career, off of this not necessarily just send you back to school so yeah
2: yeah well photo op yep (laughs) thank you (laughs) that's funny that's funny (laughs) so what else are you uh you're pretty fulfilled here at the conference it sounds like it's going really well
3: yes um i a few of the guys from topodot a few of the people from topodot i should say yeah um i've known them for a while um, my boss, um, knows a lot of them really well. So cool. it's nice to come out and just say hi again and Definitely. really just reconnect and just make this bond bigger. I mean, we know a lot of people in Regal. Yeah. We have a big hand, um, in like Trimble, like, uh, we work a lot with Foth, who's one of the, yeah. who's one of the sponsors. So it's nice to come out and just kind of, Hey everybody, nice to see you again. For sure. Let's, you know. And, and reconnect and be able to just, you know, you know this is a community, really. So
2: You know, I th- I'm glad you mentioned that word community because I've only been here a short time uh, having arrived yesterday. Uh, went to the event last night, you know, the, the meet and greet or whatever, the poolside event, and it, it definitely has that feeling of a community. Mm. You know, like the users group is a community. It is. And I think Ted and his team do a, a great job in, you know, m- giving it that
3: feel. They do. They, they, they do a very good job on the personal touches. Exactly. Um, You know, anytime, even if I, even if I submit something online, it doesn't matter if I did it online and they have my email, somebody might call me. Mm. Uh, Somebody might reach out um, or just say, hey, look, why don't you call me on the email? And I'm going, okay, you you got it. Yeah. Or, or, hey, let's do a, a video conference and then I'll, you know, we'll see if we can work sure. this out. Share screen, whatever it might be.
2: Yep, yep, yep. Totally agree. I think that's a common common theme. Things you're touching on there. So, all right, Danny. Well, um, that's all I got. Anything else you want to get out there? Uh, no. I I'm I'm good. No. I, Are you a uh, a Golden State Warriors fan? No, actually, no. nope, no. Didn't know Northern California. If that was kind <laughs> of your,
3: your your. It, it your should team. be.
2: I should say. I should say yes. <laughs> from phoenix so uh i have a feeling that phoenix and golden state's gonna be meeting in the finals hopefully uh at least the western we'll we'll
3: see we'll see that it's possible yeah
2: yeah we'll see all right well listen enjoy the rest of the conference and uh safe travels thank you thank you jason how are you man what's going
0: on man how you doing doing
2: fantastic good to be here Oh, it's a pleasure. It's Beautiful pleasure.
0: day. Unbelievable. This is a for a Texas boy, you don't get to see this too often. <laughs> we get out to the lakes, but we don't get out to the ocean unless we go down to Galveston. It's, ironically, I'm wearing the Galveston, you got the Galveston shirt t-shirt, <laughs> on. Yeah. So I'm looking for the beach, man. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with your name. Hi, I'm Jason Bentley, I'm representing Half Associates out of the yeah. Texas hub, but I also work through the Oklahoma City office and um, okay. yeah, anybody around that's with our offices in uh-huh. Arkansas. Uh, you name it, we're there.
2: So which group are you in? Like the, dat- the data capture group? I mean, what do you guys call it?
0: Uh, well, my title specifically is geospatial technical manager for the topography side. Okay. And uh, we have two divisions. We have a broadband and we have a geos- uh, We have a uh, topography. And so nice. I do all the topos. I'm a DTM specialist with half. And uh, we uh, we have a huge team that handles all the acquisition data, the registration, and they make sure everything's Plumbing good to go before I even see it. And once I you know, get that, it's up to me to assign a team of te- uh, survey technicians sure. or actually geospatial technicians to get all our work extracted. Yep. And then we just kind of go from there. Perfect.
2: So, what's and broadband? And, and what do you mean by that when you say that?
0: By the broadband, so we do a lot of um, basically just photo capture for okay. utility lines and um, okay. basically okay. for uh, implement, implement, uh, implementation of new and upgraded broadband systems to cities cool. all around the, the country
2: so that's awesome and we were talking yeah. before we jumped on here that we have a, a, a mutual friend Bill Swope yes
0: yes shout out to you Bill Swope how you doing man I hope you're gonna hear this and uh they're they got nothing but nice things to say about you out here man I'm sure you're uh I'm sure you're missing being here
2: yeah 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 <laughs> we've had people walking up here it's great so um so, uh, yeah yeah I've known Bill for a long time he was you know Came to you guys from from Phoenix, and yeah, uh, yeah. We, were, we were we were sad to see him go. He did did a lot for the survey community in Phoenix, and I know he's doing the same thing in Texas. Yeah. So yeah. he's uh, he's a rock star. Our no doubt. first
0: certified photogrammetrist. Yeah. Oh yes. man, that's awesome! That's <laughs> yeah. awesome.
2: So how long have you been using the technology then, as far as scanning goes?
0: Well, uh, have been using it. Far longer than I have been using it with half. Um, I have been exclusive to the geospatial team for about three years now, so uh-huh. a three-year good mark. But they'd been running with it before I'd signed in. My aspiration right was to to get into geospatial from survey. I spent 15, 17 years in the survey department before oh, okay. okay. coming over. But my dream was to always work with drones and uh, yep. anything that collected lidar. To make sure. It so
2: so uh, you've been you were surveying for quite some time. Yep. You've seen technology evolve. Yeah, um, absolutely. How how was that transition for you? Because you, you start oh, out, you wonderful. know, surveying conventionally, yeah.
0: you know, it's it's basically the, the the footprint of my entire career. To be honest with you, when I started behind the pole, I was so interested about the new instruments. When I got behind the instruments, uh, I was so interested in what was under GPS. And uh, when I got into yeah. GPS, I was so wonder you know wanted what happens with scanning. So it's yeah. a if you don't, you know, keep up with the technology, you're going to drown in the business. So, yep. my I've always had a a, a love for what's new, yep. so I, I fit personality wise, I fit right into it because there's always something around the corner to relearn, redo, yeah. improve, upgrade.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you mind me asking how old you are?
0: I'm 45 years old, and I started surveying when I was 19. 19, okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: so, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people in our industry, I've been surveying since. Gosh, I don't know, ninety one, something like that. Um, ninety five. So you yeah. know, you and I are kind of in that that same age range where you know we started out using well, what looked is looked at now as pretty archaic instruments. Yeah,
0: the GTS three twelve, I think it was. I ah, can't okay. remember. Yeah, <laughs> the, the exact name, but it was pretty. It was the HP 48s. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, uh,
2: something I, I want to focus on that you said that I really appreciate is it is so important to make the effort to keep up with technology because it's advancing. at such a rapid pace at this point that it doesn't take much for you to get left behind. No,
0: I I think it's going to always remain beyond us. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. There's always another uh, smart mind in the background, uh, like the president of the the topo doc software. I mean, just Mm -hmm. these people, their, their sole purpose is to try to outdo themselves the previous time. Pushing the envelope all the time to read those envelopes each time. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally Mm -hmm. agree. But there's
2: also unfortunately a, uh, a percentage of surveyors that are resistant to accepting the, the uh, adapting to the new technology for a number of different reasons yeah yeah, I can know. see
0: that. I wasn't, fortunately, I wasn't one of them, but I'm, yeah. I'm also one that likes to see the writing on the wall all the time. So I'm like, you know what? But, you know, if you're a longtime surveyor, you also know that your body can, physically can only handle it for so long. So sure. the shoulders are blown, the elbows are blown, the knees are blown, the f- ankles are blown. You yeah. know, it's too much construction's taken, too much walking. So after a good 15, 20 years of that, you know, you're like, well, it's time to settle down. And then mm. you yep. say, wow, he's playing with all the good stuff. So <laughs> let me let me exactly. do that, you know. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to love to
2: hear your answer to this question. All right. Um, obviously, there's a shortage of surveyors surveyors um what do you like when you talk to somebody who's potentially interested in pursuing surveying as a career what are some of the things that you make sure you touch on when you have that conversation
0: um if they're pursuing if they want to do it in the long run you have to ask them if, they, if this is something are they susceptible to the elements that they love being outside do mm-hmm. they love going traveling uh, you're going to have to have uh, many there's so many aspects to ask them if you want to really plan out what their future lies and holds But the, you know, yeah, if you want to just really kind of come out and say hey Do you find yourself in 10 years still in the field? Or do you find yourself in the office? Mm-hmm. And so if you're gonna answer in the field then you better get ready to learn how to drive LiDAR machines or fly pilots, you know be a UAV pilot or however yeah. it is, but um the advice I would say is uh, be cautious, you know, and start out with try to get some good companies to start out with before. Because I've worked for, like you probably mm-hmm. have, I've worked for the closets and I've worked for the, the big name yep. engineering firms. And yep. You know, you can get lost in the red tape sometimes. But yeah. if you're going to start out in it, I would definitely try to get, you know, be privy to what's the elements that are going to come and just be ready for, to be, have some tough skin. I guess yeah. is the best way to say it. And then get ready to get ready to start just learning, absorb it and do, do not sleep. Yeah. On anything that's provided to you or any kind of information that's going to be given to you, suck it up like a sponge and just hold on to it and keep moving forward.
2: Hey, that's that's a podcast gold right there. Yeah, yeah, Great, I answer. Love it. Great I love answer. it. Man. I was nervous as I'll get out. Oh, so I God. think it came out, the yeah, natural yeah. one, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. But something you said there that I want to circle back on is and I agree with you, I think it's important that anybody who is you know considering this as a career. You know, get an opportunity to work for a smaller firm, work for a mid-sized firm, work for a larger firm and find where you fit best. Very you know? good point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I always fit best with the big name engineering firms. I've worked for mm-hmm. the small ones better because I think, uh, you know, money was always the object. You know, who had the more money to buy the bigger toys and, sure. uh, and that like. You get i don't want to say complacent with the equipment that you're provided in the smaller firms but yeah that is really kind of what it is you Mm -hmm. get complacent and you really for me it was complacency that 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 fed my hunger for the next step and then that's why i just kept moving forward with the different equipment Mm -hmm. and And to be honest, you know, even though my my hunger for everything was was there, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the most impressive people to work for. So you, that's just just a God sent for, you know, just God sent uh, just blessing for me to be with the people that I've been. So I can't say that that would be stereotypical for everybody. Sure. But that definitely played a part. I had some really good believers and some people that that stood behind me for many, many years. Yeah. You and I have a
2: very uh, consistent story as far as having good mentors throughout our career. You know, I talk about my mentor, uh, Ed Reeder all the time i uh, recently passed away uh, rest oh. in peace rest my in friend peace. Um, but if it wasn't for ed i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am in my career he yeah. was an amazing mentor and i was so fortunate to work under his guidance That's and tutelage wonderful. for like the first 10 years of my career cool. Um, cool. Well, but like good. you said not everybody has opportunities like that and some Unfortunately, get off track or right, right you know that, don't yeah. don't reach their full potential. So, seeking out a good mentor is absolutely crucial.
0: It is. It really is. I think just friends of friends of friends mm-hmm. is the best way to kind of go. And if you do know, so you can get that background yeah. story on some of, them. and then you can start learning traits. You're building a few mm-hmm. years in, a few years in, and you start recognizing patterns. And you start recognizing attitudes and things yeah. like that. And I think. That was also beneficial for me too. Is like I could tell, like, well, they're doing it this way now, so mm. I know what's fixing to happen. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of deal. So, yep. but yeah, mentorship is everything so. for sure. For That's sure. It. And what
2: about like, there, there are a lot of younger people getting involved in the in the profession, which is good to see. Uh, and these younger people have younger minds that are fresher, and they have all these different ideas and perspectives. And it's important. Hopefully, you agree with this that we listen to them at the same time. You know, mentoring can kind of go both
0: ways. Yeah, we had to. They have as much as we allow them to teach us, they need to let us teach them. Exactly. You know, it's going to come 50-50 because we've got the experience and the high end of it. And yeah. We've got the weathered, leathered skin mm-hmm. that can tell them, well, this the is what's been happening. Thank you. That's a better way to put yep. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then they get so yeah, it is going to be fifty-fifty because this new generation, these guys think on a different, they different do. plane than we do. And Complain. no pun intended. No, <laughs> you no you're <laughs> exactly right, man. No, it's well said. So, and the geniuses that, that, I mean, the technology. These guys are what's building our equipment, and yep. we gotta, we gotta make sure that we're l- using that equipment to mm-hmm. the, to the, to the best of its ability. Because if we're not giving these guys that these new younger generation gets come there, that have the intelligence to yep. provide us, man, we're, we could be unstoppable. Yeah. We just use both elements. No and, doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. So, so
2: it. since we're at the uh, Topo dot, users conference let's give topo dot a plug yeah how tuck. has how does how does topo dot improve your workflow
0: oh man you know the first year was just say i'm a huge bentley product user i'm a yep. v8 i veteran as they like to call it uh in roads open roads all that good stuff so i was always good with with dtm models but the topo dot interface and just how it was it was easy to transition to use and i'm not going to say easy it was controlled sure. i want to say it was controlled but yep. now a few years into it i'm in year three of actively using it okay and uh I love it. You know, it's, it's user friendly. It really gets kind of, if you're a V8I veteran, you, it, you fall right into it, but, and I've got that much experience with other point cloud processing softwares uh. to even tell you the difference between any of them. But by far, this one has been a safe haven for me and it has helped me excel in my own profession. Sure. So as long as that's working for me, then, yep. then I'm going to definitely keep on going. So we wanted to come here to make sure that all my I's and my T's were crossed or however the saying goes yeah. to make sure that the things that we were doing were correct or if there's something we could expand on and so far it's been a hundred percent you know just absolutely you know yay this is what this is working okay we're doing it right now we can do it better now we can do it even better and i can't tell you i was telling my guy that came with me tonight or to this trip today i said i cannot wait to get back to my office and implement Mm. these workflows and i've already developed two in my head on how i'm going to do things differently so it's been amazing that's awesome the software itself Guys, the guys, the backbone that they're putting behind it and the, the user-friendliness of each uh, tool that they're placing and how they're explaining it here seems to be just, I don't think they could have done it any better to be honest with you because yeah. it's, you sit down and pay attention and they'll walk you through it. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, the software itself is, has been a blessing in my eyes because it's made it easy for me to make the transition from senior, senior survey technician the senior geospatial technician yep. to now the technical technical manager because th- to be honest with you it's made it easy for me to yep. kind of use it so absolutely sure. definitely love
2: it yeah work smarter not harder that's uh, yeah that's got to <laughs> be the case <laughs> you, <right? laughs> you know in the all present
0: the we've seen these guys around here they just look like they all really kind of care about how their product moves. oh no questions yeah just, okay it's inviting nobody's uh, turned a resistant blind eye or yep. a shoulder to any question anybody's had out here so it's been quite what do you say the word is a uh, homecoming almost if you will yeah like.
2: no doubt i mean what i've seen is there is definitely a uh, a topo dot community
0: oh yeah 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 that, i guess that was that's that would have been the best play, way to for me to put it absolutely because you know, all these guys like we're all in the same basket here and sure. if you have something i know i may have something yep. that you know and that's yep. that's kind of yeah. everyone's
2: willing to help each other out and everything Super it seems cool. that
0: way it definitely definitely seems that way all
2: right my friend uh anything else you want to talk about
0: Uh, No, man. uh, I think we covered it. We gave our shout out to Bill. He's going to love that. Uh, We talked about the benefits of our Tobinot, how well it's been working for uh, novices and experienced people alike. So I think, yeah, I appreciate the time. This is amazing. I I, I can't wait to tell everybody that this happened. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of the conference. I sure will, man. Thank you, sir. Hi,
4: Jennifer. Hi, Kent.
2: So let's do a quick self-introduction with your name, Jennifer.
4: My name is Jennifer Triana. I am the business development director at TopoDot.
2: And it's my understanding you've been with TopoDot for a very long time.
4: Yes, I've been since the very inception of wow. TopoDot. Yeah. So, you uh, know, I actually started about 17 years ago with uh, TEDNAC at, at Regal. Yeah. Um, I was just an intern and very dedicated on the cat area. And so, um, we, we started developing Topodot within the Regal, um, within Regal. Yep. And then it grew so big that we just had to sp- spun off our own <laughs> thing. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite a ride and I've been in this industry that, that long. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for you.
2: So was that like your first job out of college then? Were you working for Regal? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh.
4: W- uh, I did a couple other in, in internships uh-huh. or GE. Uh, I'm an I'm an engineer, not surveyor. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I loved CAD. Mm-hmm. So that was my my most uh, uh, that I most passionate about. So that's why it landed here.
2: Yeah. And congratulations. I mean, you guys obviously have an incredible following at this point. Mm-hmm. Exponential growth that appears year after year. I mean Ted is an amazing human being. We've had him on the show before and yes. Topodot has been a supporter of the podcast, which we can't thank you and Topodot enough. Okay. Um so what is a what, what does a typical day look like for you then at Topodot? Dot?
4: Well, um, I do a little bit of everything, but uh, as of right now, uh, I'm handling a lot more of the sales, which I enjoy a lot because Mm -hmm. it gets me um, in front of uh, people with challenges. And uh, I love being able to help people, being able to um, help them see how easy it is. And, And a lot of times it's like the struggle is to say is that that is was that magic you know
2: crazy (laughs) yeah
4: yeah so that's my typical day but um i do also handle or um plan talk which Uh is our Users conference it happens every may in orlando and it is a training uh conference so there is a lot that um is involved with planning the classes, planning what what we're going to teach, what kind of different levels of experience we want to have for our users. And um, every year it's very nerve-wracking to think that it's probably, you know, like, not, not going to be interesting, but <laughs> we always sell out and we always have a fun time. So yeah. I'm really happy that you're here.
2: I am excited to be here and I appreciate the invitation. Uh, something I've noticed, I've only been here, well, not even a half a day yet, but uh, you guys, it's like you, you've developed a community. Like a topo dot community. And I think it starts, obviously, you know, something like that starts at the top, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously, you know, Ted is that kind of person and, you know, he wants to develop that kind of following, let's say, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's really interesting. And the other thing is that I like is what I've seen is the way the users conference is structured. You have classes available for like beginning users Mm -hmm. and you have classes available for advanced users Mm -hmm. so you cater to all users, which is really really cool
4: so um our customer approach is very unique in our industry we we feel and especially in particularly um um just to be able to help people in a very personal manner uh has brought the business that we have Mm -hmm. right now um 70% of our our sales come from referrals. And that tells you that, you know, the only uh, way somebody would recommend TopoDot is because they've Mm. had that personal experience, um, the training, the hand-holding. And this event is really catered to that, too. You know, Uh, sometimes it's hard to reach everyone all the time. Uh, so we built this conference to be able to bring everybody in the community to try to have that experience. We do have a little bit of overlap. A lot of people com- you know, come every year sure. or come every, every other year. But uh, yeah, we had about 70% of our uh, guests this year had been here for okay. the first time.
2: Yeah. How do you, because I know you have, you have to limit it, right? Like you, yes. Like I, what I hear, 160 people. This year
4: yes 160 some -hmm. because we have a computer dedicated for everybody so uh, which is amazing this (laughs)
2: this campus facility that we're at works out perfect for this conference
4: yeah so so we're not just in a conference room in a hotel this is a beautiful campus and I I hope everybody can go online and and check it out because you get you know the entire campus we have all the hospitality and engagement from the campus because this is a hospitality and management uh, campus so we get amazing food amazing service and um and yeah and we have the computer labs which are equipped for for training so Mm. it it works out great
2: yeah and you guys like to have fun
4: yes and and that's another thing too is that um for us it we make it all inclusive. So yep. it's not like oh you buy this ticket for this event. No. You come and you have fun. We have an event, a social event every day. And um we um we like to make sure that everybody's just kinda engaged all the time every day. Um you know, you don't have to pay extra for drinks or whatnot. It's just yeah. it, it, it's a matter of like feeling welcome. And, and uh, that's why a lot of people love it. They, yeah. they come back <laughs> because of that experience. Yeah. For
2: sure. For sure. Is it a, like a first come first serve thing then? I mean, if you, if you have to limit it to 160 people, is that how that would work?
4: Yes, it would. Yeah. It's definitely like that. Yeah. And obviously when we sell out, it, we usually sell out. Yeah. Mm, um, but it, it, it's all based on the capacity of the rooms and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we also try to make sure that if we're getting a lot of, um, interest in a certain class or something Mm -hmm. like that we try to bring we started bringing laptops and stuff like that so yeah it's been it's been it's grown Um, traditionally we also have a management track Mm. which is a more of a business side of uh, the geospatial industry using point clouds and in the past has brought tremendous ideas and um, so this year, it's is a little bit different, but I think we will have it next year again. So that usually brings another 50 people or oh, so. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's awesome. So you, you guys cater to everybody. That's really cool. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: And you say, you know, I mean, and, and I know because I've put on conferences before, even though you do it year after year, it's still a ton of work. But, I mean, you have, like, the foundation of it in place, mm-hmm. but then every year, you know, you want to do something more, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a big undertaking. You guys have done a, and you and your team have done a fantastic job.
4: Yes, and everybody's so engaged. Um, mm. So, yep. this year, for the first time, we have the GeoBus, which has uh, been a great um, addition to, to, like, just to make it, things yeah. interesting and different. Um, and we have you here too, because uh, we want our users to also be uh, interested in the podcast. And um, so we always try to bring somebody interesting and, and, sure. and new. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I poked my head in the geo bust right before we started our conversation and uh, met Tim for the first time. We've had him on the podcast a couple times, but so <laughs> great to meet him in person. And, I just walked in. Did you walk in it yet? Yes, yes. Pretty amazing. It's
4: amazing. By the way, it smells so good.
2: (laughs) It's like all new and all this amazing technology in there and solar panels. And it's pretty incredible.
4: Yes. I really hope that they can, um, you know, start sharing with the world what they do because it it looks amazing
2: yeah Yeah. i may or may not have committed to trying to get one in arizona when (gasps) i had him on the podcast last Mm -hmm. time so it's one of those things like once you say it out loud you're kind of accountable at that point you know so it's
4: gonna happen you're bringing it uh to reality it
2: would be incredible for sure um so before i let you get out of here what are you most excited about moving forward
4: well um what I really uh, love to see is how uh, this industry evolves. So um, part of our growth comes from listening to our users, and um, we, we don't really build tools that we just come up with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all based on their needs. And so every time that uh, I hear somebody saying, this could be easier, better, faster. Um, we start our, our wheels start spinning yeah. you know like it, it's how it goes so seeing how m- more people are using lidar too hmm. so it's not only about um you know topographies or or surveys but also data analysis mm-hmm. so now more of like surface analysis for pavement or wall yeah. monitoring over time and things of that nature that don't require a lot of modeling but it requires you know, the data has that quality to to be able to perform those kind of um, projects. And so I see a a lot more uh, acceptance of lighter or, or point clouds in general in a lot broader broader projects
2: absolutely i mean it's part of the everyday surveyor's life for the most part at this point you know it's the way of the future you know you hear that said all the time there's no doubt about it um well on that i, j- I just want to congratulate you I and mean, congratulations on the success of your company that's incredible uh the success of this event it's amazing okay. hopefully i can come back next year and uh yeah anything else you want to you want to get out there before we uh take off
4: no, I really it's almost lunchtime, th- you know. I know. <laughs> uh, And it's beautiful in yeah. Central Florida right now. It it's is. like 70-some degrees and yeah. breezy. So nice. Um, no, I really wanted to thank you for coming all the way to Orlando. I know it's hard for some people on the West Coast, but, you know, we have people from all over the world. We even you have uh, somebody from Australia, somebody from Romania, yeah. uh, from Portugal. So, they make it you know oh gosh yeah. we, we no, need some more I'm phones. not complaining <laughs> not complaining yeah. all
2: right well Jennifer thank you so much for your time I appreciate it and uh enjoy the rest of the conference
4: thank you thank you so much
2: you bet all right we're back we have David with us David uh quick introduction why we'll you go
5: ahead and give everybody your name hi my name is David David <laughs> Clapper David Clapper where are you from David I grew up in central Pennsylvania, but I'm currently living in suburban Philadelphia.
2: Oh, Philadelphia. Right on. And uh, who do you work for? Um, I work for Amtrak. Amtrak. Right on. So what do you do for Amtrak? Like what brings you to this conference?
5: Yeah. So I'm part of the track design department and we are getting further and further into the LIDAR world. So I'm here kind of a little bit fact finding, a little Uh bit working on developing our procedures for using TopoDot with more LIDAR survey.
2: So are you guys currently using TopoDot, or is this kind of more, like you said, a fact-finding
5: mission to see if you want to use TopoDot? Well, we are active users. Um, We don't have a lot of people right now, so that's some of this trip is, you know, bring some people and build our methodology and start handing it off to more folks in the company. So yet there's others
2: from Amtrak attending the conference then? Uh, Just two of us, Two of you, okay, cool. And how's it gone so far?
5: It's been very good. There's, you know, lots of learning experiences. It's cool to see some of the... Uh, system demonstrations uh-huh. here from the the um, hardware manufacturers as well right. today, and yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: very cool. Um, so, what what are your what are your key takeaways so far?
5: Uh, key takeaways: I had never used smart cells before. I don't know how familiar you are with with TopoDot, but um, yeah, smart cells are new. So we're starting to look at ways we can implement some of those into our workflow to speed up some of the extraction. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think. Well, we're in the open rail Bentley environment, Mm -hmm. so we'll be probably moving to extracting survey points instead of uh, extracting, like, cells or or graphic representations of things so that our terrain modeling can be easier in the future. So those are kind of the the big things I think I'm taking home with me, at least so far. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. And so working with Amtrak, are you guys doing a lot of scanning in-house then? You're doing your own scanning, or do you sub that out? What does that look
5: like? Uh... As of now, I would say it has all been subbed out. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not familiar. It's sure. a pretty big company. Has, uh, yeah, you I know, can stuff yeah. going everywhere. Sure. But as far as in the track world, yeah, yeah, we've everything's been subbed out so far. Got it, got it. And like,
2: um, so like, uh, you know, my thinking is like, how, how much new track does Amtrak like plan for in the future? Is that a, is that a good question? Yeah, I'm thinking like, there's tracks everywhere, but. There's got to be new routes being
5: planned and things like that and probably some high-speed rail stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, especially right now with the uh, added government funding, um, you know, there's a lot of, of active mm. plans that we're moving on to try and either reestablish a yep. corridor that's been closed or um, bring some new stuff back. So, like, mm-hmm. one of the cool projects I got to design about two years ago is uh, double-tracking an area that was single-track in Vermont so that we could have a dedicated oh, wow. siding for passenger boarding. Um, yeah. So there's lots of that kind of stuff, too. Um, but I would say day in and day out, most of what we're doing is looking at what tweaks can we make to our existing infrastructure to mm-hmm. be able to run higher speeds. Mm. Um, gotcha.
2: So how did you get involved with this? Like To me, I've worked on a few railroad projects, but very specialized. You know, like railroad yeah. curves, for example, are different than any other curve you typically work with. Yeah. Uh, how did you get involved with this? How did you get interested in uh, designing rail?
5: Yeah, so I actually part of growing up in Central PA. I was, you know, raised in a Penn State family, mm. and uh, knew I was going to Penn State for engineering. But my, uh, what would have been freshman year was their second year of a rail engineering course okay. at Penn State Altoona. So I just kind of met the faculty and really enjoyed it. Um, I was really excited about how stable of a career it would be and yeah. the opportunities there. So I just kind of went into this specialized field um, through college and uh f- was fortunate enough to get a job with a consulting firm in philadelphia after i graduated okay. so about two years there and then hopped over to amtrak
2: yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome so what what are you excited about now
5: uh i'm i'm excited to see where some of this lidar stuff will go uh especially with what we're using and i, I haven't heard anyone use the terminology in-house yet but uh, it kind of seems like we're moving towards that whole digital twin totally. methodology
6: i totally um,
2: agree
5: with that of you know mapping everything and being able to regularly run mm-hmm. lidar scans to yep. you know take advantage of that information for maintenance or for normalizing the work that's happening yep. over a period of years instead of just you know having to go and do traditional surveys yeah. For different projects when we need them. So,
2: yeah, no, that whole, the you know, digital twin reference resonates with me. I know there's, there's just a handful of like larger metropolitan areas that actually have digital twins created. And I know Phoenix, which is where I'm from, is one of those that has that. So okay. some really unbelievably exciting stuff going on. And of course you talk about the metaverse and things like yeah. that. I mean, it just, I don't know where it ends, you know, it's, and if you don't yeah. keep up with it, it's like you get left behind in no time, you know?
5: Yeah, Absolutely. And yeah. we're getting younger, you know, the railroad's in a spot where there's a lot of turnover. Um okay. lots of folks retired oh, yeah, to yeah, COVID sure. and yeah. so it's cool as well to see all the young people coming in with similar to what you're saying, you yeah. know, a lot of technological ideas mm-hmm. and ways we can tweak and change things. So it's yeah, it's a good time.
2: Yeah. Well you're a young person. What are you talking about? Like people yeah. younger than you
5: even? Yeah, but you know, I was I was trained by railroad people, so gotcha. I got like the, the older mentality yeah. in most of the stuff. So I'm I'm I guess more referencing other industries you yeah. know when you have people that come in with a highway sure. background yeah, or, or even a survey background you know there's there's yeah. a lot of stuff as an engineer i can learn from um, you know even my boss who's a, a pls okay so, yeah. yeah yeah
2: look at that engineers learning from surveyors who knew yeah <laughs>
5: huh. i mean we need you guys you know yeah. we can't do our jobs without yeah. surveyors so. yeah yeah
2: and we need you guys otherwise we wouldn't have jobs yeah there we go <laughs> Symbiotic, uh, yeah, I love it. um So, like you being in rail for as long as you have, like, do you ever see yourself do anything different? Like, it would probably be hard, or maybe, maybe it wouldn't be hard, like to go into, you know, just like other modes of transportation
5: designing. Um, or do you love yeah. rail? Like, this so is far, it, man, yeah. yeah. So far, I love it. I think at some point there'll probably be a field change. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what that would look like, but I don't know. I think, especially with my first job being at a consulting firm, sure. I ended up doing such a wide variety of design stuff you know like i'm i'm in track design now and that's the thing i enjoyed most in school but i did some catenary design and signal design and like just different ada like station stuff i've done a lot of revit modeling in my past so um we had a good background for it yeah so i i think it would probably be hard to change fields Mm -hmm. but you know i think with some time and patience yeah if i'm into it it, you know go somewhere else hey i I would not mind being a surveyor, honestly. Like yeah. I've been out with our crews doing traditional survey a handful of times. Probably I don't know once a quarter. I end up out with them somewhere yeah. for a week, and it's hard work, but I enjoy it. I like being outside. So. Yeah.
2: Well, and now the tools that we have available to us make our job so much easier. You know, whether it be you know terrestrial scanning or mobile LiDAR or even you know drones with LiDAR yeah. sensors um, being mounted to them. I mean, the way we capture data. Um, it's just it, well, it changes all the time. It seems like, but there's yeah. just so many different ways to to do that. It's incredible.
5: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. So uh, you said you're living in Philadelphia, right? Yes, sir. And so is that a Philadelphia Eagles
5: fan then? No, I grew ah. up too close to the other side of the state, oh, so interesting. I'm, I'm all Pittsburgh sports. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: You think they got a shot doing halfway decent this year?
5: Uh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna speculate on the Steelers. <laughs> I think speculation, right? I, you know, I want to be hopeful, but I'm not super hopeful. I'm just happy the Pens look like they're gonna oh, close yeah. out this series with the Island or the the Rangers. Yep. At least um, you know, as long as Sidney Crosby didn't get a series injury last night, we'll be good to yeah, go. Yeah,
2: I saw that. Yep. Yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed for sure. All right, my friend. Well, uh, anything else you want to get out there? Anything else you want to talk about? No, nothing's coming to mind. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with me. Yeah. Great to meet you. Great to meet you as well. Thanks Enjoy the rest of the me. conference. Thank you. Andra, yes. very nice to meet you. Same. Thank <laughs> you for joining me. Of course. So real quick, let's give everybody your full name.
7: I'm Andra Kethias. Uh I'm from Romania. From Romania. Do you know where Romania
2: is? Uh, geographically, I know where Ro- Romania is. I've S- never som- been there.
7: Somewhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah, somewhere
2: over there. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah.
7: I mean, no, sorry that you know the exact position.
2: Yeah. Yep, yep.
7: Most of the people don't know where Romania is, so yeah. I'm used to that.
2: So how long have you been in the States then? <laughs>
7: Uh, I've been here since Sunday. This Sunday. Oh, or really? Yeah, that's why oh I'm th- so th- tired. So you don't live here full
2: time? No. Oh, no. I thought you uh, lived here and worked in the Florida office, but you actually no. work for TopoDot in exactly. Romania.
7: We need to be How the cool same, is that? you know, time zones Yes. With them. So mm-hmm. what
2: is the time difference right now?
7: Seven hours.
2: Seven hours. Okay. So, uh um, I came from Phoenix, which is three hours. Okay. Behind. Okay. So I'm not going to complain because Don't. I was up to like two in the morning and still not tired.
6: Oh. <laughs> so
2: I went to bed at like two or fell asleep at like two, got up at five, mm-hmm. but I'm sure your story is far worse than that.
7: Uh, I'm not going to go in that subject. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's better now. How so long have you been in town
2: then? You said Sunday? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sunday. So you Sunday. had a few days to adapt anyways.
7: Mm. Yeah, but I'm going to leave s- this next Sunday, so it's going to be possible. Quick trip, exactly. all things considered. Yeah, actually, we are heading to London. We are going to have another conference there. Really? That, that is coming, too. That
2: is awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When is that?
7: Uh, next week, I think Thursday and Friday. Okay. Uh, correct me, guys, if you know. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. doesn't matter. Next week. Very exciting. In London Very for exciting. Two days. Yep. So
2: are you, what do you do then? Are you, you like a up <laughs> business development person in Romania? What's your job exactly?
7: I'm part of the actual technical support team there, and I'm in charge with everything that comes, you know, support for Mm -hmm. existing customers, demos, training for the new ones, you Mm -hmm. know, lots and lots of things.
2: Got Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Got it. So what is what does TopoDots international footprint look like?
7: Well, we are a little bit behind in Europe, actually, Mm -hmm. but we are catching up.
2: Oh, uh, bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: I'm very busy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it just you or do you have other employees in Romania? Uh,
7: no, it's just me. Mm-hmm. I work with Felipe here. Oh, Felipe. And yeah, he's awesome. I'm, we are going to have another Felipe soon. So oh, two no. Felipe's. yeah oh boy. <laughs> We
2: have to figure out a way to differentiate him.
7: I don't know. <laughs> Felipe 1 and Felipe 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's easier. <laughs> so, what is
2: like, uh, what does a typical day look like for you?
7: Well, good. Question, um, the part with Topolot is not my only main job. Mm-hmm. I actually started as a customer. Okay. Uh, now I have my own company there. Nice. I do processing all day long. So that's why it's a little bit you know, easier for me to work with new customers, old customers, mm-hmm. because we are in the same area somehow, Kay. so I'm not just, you know, a technical geek. Do this, do that. Right. I just, you know, relate with the actual workflows and everything, so yeah. it's easier for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. And what do you love about working with TopoDap?
7: I love my team. Yeah,
2: you have a good team. Yeah, awesome. I mean, they
7: are amazing. We are not just. I mean, I feel like they are more like a family to me. I know that I p- it sounds, you know, um, exaggerating, but. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, we discuss not just about Topodot and technical things. You right. know, we know our families somehow, so it's it's another level. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah.
2: It's been a pretty consistent theme with the people I talk to that work, you know, work with, work for, I guess Topodot, and the users as well. I think that there is a community that exactly. you guys have developed, and it's exactly. it's pretty special.
7: It is. I mean, this is my first talk ever. I I work with them for almost three years now. But you know, pandemic and all kinda of things, right. it was, you know, a little bit hard for me to travel here. Yep. But yeah, it's my first talk and I love it. Yeah. It's been <laughs> great, right. Yeah, yeah, great
2: weather, great uh, great facility. Um, it's perfect.
7: Don't go in that subject with the weather. No? In Romania we still have snow, so Do really? it's yeah. Oh wow. It's I crazy. mean, it's insanely hot for me here. Yeah. Imagine. so yeah. I'm melting right now.
2: Yeah, it's a little on the humid side. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
7: it's. I mean, I'm going to adapt, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to have enough time to do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Totally understand. What uh, are you most excited about moving forward?
7: Mm, I mean, we were with Elaine, I think. You oh, well, yeah, Elaine. Elaine Ball. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I know Elaine very well.
7: Yeah, but she chose another path, you mm-hmm. know, so now the other Felipe is going to fill that spot okay. for us. Yep. So I'm very excited because now it's a little bit difficult for us. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not a salesperson, so I don't know almost anything about mm-hmm. I know how to present the software. I know how to impress you, you know, to yeah. show you lots of cool things. But when it comes, you know, to sign this for me, it's... It's difficult. I don't know, sure. you know, the perfect approach. Yeah. I don't know how to discuss with them. So that's why that, um, you know, this change is going to be very awesome for my team.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm? Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it sounds like this Felipe that you mentioned, you know, he's going to be a good mentor for you on the business development side. And, you know, maybe teach yourself and the rest of your team. Mm,
7: yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I like to learn new things, mm-hmm. but sales? not, so not much. sure focus <laughs> focus on the technical side exactly right? yeah. exactly yep, no, that's no. okay too <laughs> no i mean i know um my skills and everything i know what i can do and i cannot do so it's mm-hmm. better you know stick to the plan Andra. don't go crazy yeah. we're learning new things that you cannot handle
6: yeah
7: and i don't know i'm pretty occupied with the processing thing you know i have my own customers i process projects every single day so mm-hmm than technical support demos trainings conferences etc so sure. i'm a very busy person so yeah yeah recently, Talk about uh, recently i'm a wife so even oh
2: congratulations
7: thank you i'm yep. not sure if yeah <laughs> <I mean laughs> are you going to put this video somewhere uh, no 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 just cut this part yeah
6: i love you
2: <laughs> What are some of the challenges working uh, internationally like that, being in a seven-hour you know, time difference? Are there challenges from a management perspective? What does that look like?
7: Mm, it's, not. it's not. I bad. mean, no, we have um, specific hours to meet with the team here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to challenges in Europe, the language is a very difficult thing mm-hmm. to handle. Gotcha. because. Lots of countries are not that Englishy, so it's going to be mm. difficult. I mean, it is difficult, you know, mm-hmm. to explain something that is only in English, you know the interface is in English. I don't speak all the languages mm-hmm. all around the world, so yeah. it's it's a little bit difficult, sure, let's be honest. but yeah, I mean, we have customers in all the countries, I think in well. Europe, so if they can do it,
2: so this might be a really dumb question, but does the software look different? In, like, different countries or whatever? No. Like, everything is consistent is as far no, as that no, goes. No, 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 the same. You don't have it's to tweak same. it at all for... Oh, no, 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 the same. Unless there's patches that are developed or whatever. No, but I yeah. mean, um,
7: I'm not sure if we should go in that subject. Um, Maori, Ryan are going to kill me for that. It will be a waste of time, in my opinion, you know, to switch the actual, you know, every single button, every single command in yeah. their own language. Who so does that?
6: Yeah. I yeah. mean.
7: Yeah. People adapt to the software, exactly, basically. Exactly. Yeah. You need it. I mean, and English. Yeah. Let's face it. Everybody should speak English. Yeah. I'm from Romania, so we are a poor country. Mm. I mean, if you're going to stop a person, a homeless person on the street, they know how to, you know, guide you or sure. give you instructions and everything. Yeah. And we are from Romania, guys. Yeah. So France, Italy, keep up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It, is, <laughs> That's great. it is. It
2: is. It um, is. So what are you most excited about moving forward? Did I ask you that, Ari? Yeah. You okay. Did. We'll skip that one. <laughs>
7: Cut. <laughs> <laughs> unless,
2: there's, unless there's something else that comes to mind.
7: Uh, um,
2: here, I, I got one know. for you. Have there, has there been any food here in the States that you wanted to make sure you tried?
7: Oh. Anything like that? I tried something. It's going to sound very stupid, guys. I don't know if you know who Mr. Beast is. He's a famous YouTuber. doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Um, he actually has a burger thing here. Okay. And my husband was, "Wow, you should try it. Oh, and the first yeah. thing that I did, I ordered that burger.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: It was not good. Not nah, 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 nah <laughs> what it was hyped up to be. Huh? No. That always no. happens. No. I yeah. have
7: a picture with it. That's cool, And though. that's it. Yeah. No. I mean, no. Yeah. And the food is the same, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's yeah. What's
2: pizza like in Romania?
7: Mm, with lots of things on it. Lots of stuff, yeah. like fresh exactly. stuff on exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. 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 You should c- come there. Uh, maybe I will. Now that I have a friend
2: in Romania that oh, I didn't know I had until today. <laughs> See, yeah.
7: I actually live in a very beautiful town. Uh, it's sure. a mountain area. That's why I told you that we still have snow, so yeah. imagine how it is for me. But, yeah, there are lots of things. I'm actually very close to the Dracula Castle. No way. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, 20 minutes or wow. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hey, should come there. Hey, what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a call. All right. I have plenty of room for you guys. All right, all right. <laughs> Let me take you up on
2: that. Um, anything else?
7: Um, I don't know. I can keep talking for hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Our
2: producer over here said this was going to be a short interview.
7: Yeah, but <laughs> I, I warned them if I'm going to start talking, it's going to be impossible to <laughs> stop. It's actually a quite problem when I go to demos and trainings oh, because yeah. um, that was my first, you know, some sort of bad feedback. Andra, stop with the details. Yeah. They are going to be so confused. <laughs> it's the first time when they saw Tuffle that. Stop right now. You yeah, know, I was, yeah. I mean, like I told you, I work every single day with the software for my mm-hmm. own business. So for me, it's OK, it's easy, guys. Come yeah. on, let's do this project You yeah. know, yeah,
6: yeah, <laughs> right, right away. Yeah.
7: So, yeah.
2: That's awesome. But well, <laughs> Andrew, it was a pleasure meeting you. Same. Thank you for your time.
7: <laughs> and no
2: uh, enjoy the rest of the conference.
7: Oh, I will. I have some classes here. So awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank what you what is it? It's
2: over tomorrow, I believe, right? Uh, Friday?
7: Yeah. There's some tomorrow. stuff tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, safe travels back. Have uh, fun in London. I'm jealous.
7: Mm, it's going to be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Because. Um,
2: it's a lot of travel.
7: It is. Yeah. I mean, it's a nine hour flight. Yeah. I saw Encanto and I have that song in my head. With <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> yeah. I, I I cannot sleep. You know, it's. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But yeah. it's a very long uh, travel. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I'll be safe.
7: Oh, I will. Great to meet I'm you. I'm a strong person. I'm from Romania. I Come know. Come on. I know. So broad <laughs>
2: shoulders. <laughs> all right you take care hey Dustin
1: hey what's going on how's it going man good
2: thanks for uh, sitting down with me for a few minutes oh uh, it's no problem at let's all. let uh, people
1: get to know you a little bit tell us about you so my name is Dustin Clark I live in I live in Nashville Tennessee uh-huh. um, work for a company named Reagan Smith we're a multidisciplinary okay. engineering firm we okay. do civil engineering landscape architecture um, commercial engineering we develop neighborhoods we got a good survey department and i am a part of the reality capture group
2: okay so, okay. so are you a surveyor by trade yes
1: oh you are okay. i started i started out a few years ago out in the field doing construction stake in your boundary surveys yep. topographic surveys and kind of got bored with that a little bit and was looking for getting into the tech mm-hmm. side of things and uh we had a guy worked for agan smith who gave me an opportunity getting into point clouds scanning um drone stuff cool so ever since then i it just, like, re-sparked everything. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what we do. Um, it's part of a small group called Reality Capture. Yep. And mostly right now I'm doing a bunch of aerial stuff for them. Go out in the fields, fly the site, process it. Nice. Send off the deliverable. Awesome. So uh, we just actually bought a new drone that's going to be delivered next Wednesday. Which one did we um, get? We got the Matrice three hundred.
2: Okay, is that the the like the fixed wing, the, the orange one, right? Uh, no, it's no, that's um, the Mavic or something. What is that one called?
1: That is the Wingtra. The Wingtra. The Wingtra. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Wingtra, which is really impressive. Uh-huh. Uh, the things that they could do with with yeah. the Wingtra, but um, this is this is a drone. Um, huh. It's got a Demos, uh L one on it, the LiDAR unit. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So it's really we we're. We're doing photogrammetry right now. Mm -hmm. So we want to get into the LIDAR world and a lot of our stuff's construction sites with dirt. And so we want to try to get a little bit more efficient with processing and sending off deliverables a little bit quicker because photogrammetry yeah. takes just a little bit longer. Yeah, to
2: process. yeah, for sure. Using the drones definitely speeds that up mm-hmm. as far as getting the deliverable out the door. You know, what's really cool is, you know, like you said, you kind of, you, you have a survey background, yeah. you're kind of getting a little maybe bored or complacent. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, you get an opportunity to do this reality capture stuff. Yes. And that's one of the things that's super cool about the profession these days is that there's so many different directions you can go
1: with oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the people that I work for are open open-minded you go in and talk to them and tell them yeah. hey let's try to do this that's huge and they're they're all for it yeah you figure out a way that we could do this you yeah know, we, we can sell it and that means a bunch to me right just on a personal, on i mean you don't get that everywhere you go no. um work for a great group of people and we're just trying to get get moving with it um yeah. we got we got a few scanners uh, a few leica scanners we're going to try to start implementing those a little bit more on what we do, um, doing a little bit of um, scanning storm structures, sewer structures, um, doing a little bit of as-built stuff with the mm-hmm. scanners. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what the future holds for sure. I'm excited about what the future holds for the industry. For sure. Um, we do a bunch of mobile scanning as well for roadway projects. Um, we use the MX9, Trumbull's MX9. Yep. And we use TopoDot on a daily basis, um, extracting stuff. Uh, I use it for aerial stuff. Uh, processing okay. aerial stuff i go between that and Trimble business center mm-hmm. um and yeah it's i'm like i said before i'm just crazy the technology that's yeah. been out there that i had no idea existed right just always thought yeah total station rod and then going coming into this world i'm like man this is yeah. amazing yeah
2: that's exciting so Topodot in your case it just it expedites things is that what it does it approves your workflow
1: yeah it, it does um it's very user-friendly um I had I didn't have a background in MicroStation, and I used AutoCAD a mm-hmm. lot. And coming into this position, a lot of the extraction that we use is Duntroo Topodot with roadway projects. I mean, you get the automatic extraction, mm-hmm. you got you can extract miles of road in no time mm-hmm. um, instead of picking a point here, picking a point there, and yeah, it, it's amazing. Yeah. So
2: it's a uh, it's really like an uh, like an AI type thing. Oh yeah, right? it is it's it exactly is. what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean. I think TopoDot works a lot better than other point cloud mm-hmm. programs. Just in the case of you're able to load stuff in quickly, and their customer service is great too. Yeah. Um, the people that that I talk to on a daily basis, I mean, yeah. they're here right now. Yeah, so that's cra- awesome. it's, it's crazy seeing them yeah. just just walking around I'm like, "Hey, you were on a webinar last week." And they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was." I was like, yeah. "I was on there too." But yeah. now, yeah, it's uh, they're awesome people
2: yeah yeah they definitely have a have a great culture um so what's an example of a like a really cool project you've, you've utilized topo dot on
1: so we use topo dot we um we used topo dot on a road couple roadway projects right around right around christmas we did a few few neighborhoods by us mm. um, that they're going to be widening the road or doing something with the road and yeah mm-hmm. that's that's basically what we do with, with, with uh, Topaz, just TDOT yeah. jobs. Um, yeah. We've done, we've done a couple of parking lots um, up by us where they were coming in and putting a road through there, uh, redesigning stuff, and able to go in and just extract all the curb <laughs> islands. And it would have took a conventional two-man crew a couple weeks to do. Yeah. We were able to scan that whole parking lot in less than an hour yeah. and have a point cloud ready next week. Yeah. It it's, just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean that's awesome. We were able to from that data, I mean, we're still using that data. We're able to extract buildings, catch basins. I mean, I'll go into it and an engi- the lead engineer on the project be like, Dustin, is there um isn't there a catch basin somewhere around here? Yeah, there is. Go pick it up, send them the coordinates on it. So nobody has to drive out, yeah. nobody has to waste gas money or anything like that. I mean, just go on the computer, pick a point, yep done so so are you guys
2: scanning like all like your alta surveys and everything yeah you scan yep. everything mm-hmm. pretty much
1: well we we're, we're getting we're getting to that point yeah. right we're, we we dabbled in it on roadway projects we used it on a few parking lots we did an amazon facility up ah. in tennessee by us um that was an alta yeah um and you used it on that we used it on that and yeah. we Used it on a couple miscellaneous things. Whenever we we try we try to compile all of our stuff, so we could just drive it in one day. We yeah. try to save up a couple projects, and we'll drive like three or four in one day, and then we'll do all the processing for. But it, it's we're, we're 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 aiming for. I mean, it saves a bunch of time, and it processing wise, it's it's a it's a piece of cake. Yeah,
2: <laughs> technology is just yeah. incredible. Do you th- think there's going to be space in the survey world for like uh, virtual reality?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's it's getting to that point. Yeah. Like, what do you
2: what do you think? What, what, like, what, like when you dream about stuff like that, like would I, would what I what comes to mind?
1: So I'll give you an example. One of my dream projects I'd like to work on yeah. is scanning a racetrack for a video game. I'm big in the uh, yeah. cars, and yeah. Yeah. when I they were talking about it yesterday. Uh, oh yeah, the, the company, F1 track. The right? F1 track. Yeah, that's a dream project that yeah. i'd like to work on it's something like that i mean we have plenty of racetracks by us we just got an mm. indy car race um last year really? and I'd, I'd love to be a part of that process being yeah. able to, hey we could we could say scanning service we could do a road analysis for you we could scan the yeah. project we can extract it we give everything for you yeah but so yeah i i would love to my my dream project would be to be able to scan a racetrack and put it into a video game. That would be awesome. I think that would be
2: badass, yeah, yeah. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, what kind of racing do you like? Is it NASCAR um, or do you like Indy, I, F1? I,
1: I like F1, yeah. IndyCar, drag racing. Um, oh, I wow, drag racing yeah. too, huh? Yeah. yeah. I just came back two weeks ago. went to uh, Spring Nationals down in Houston. Oh, did uh, you? Yeah, that was uh, It's the last one that they're yeah. ever going to have. So I was like, we got to make the trip. Um, yeah. And so me and my best friend, we flew down there. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But no, that's, I'd, I'd love to be able to scan something and put it into a video game. Yeah,
2: that would be pretty incredible. Uh-huh. There's uh, there's going to be an F1 race in Vegas next year. Oh, is there really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. They just that. announced it like about, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Really? Super excited that. Might be about that be something
1: to look into. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know. I want to. I want to go to a US F one race. Oh yeah, me too. That's
2: yeah. my dream. I've, I haven't been to an F one race, but uh, uh, next year, going to yeah. Vegas, no doubt really. about it.
1: Oh yeah. Now, I'm, now I might have to look into it. There that. we go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely. We'll hook up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on the virtual reality side, you know, I you see like the what they call it, the Hololens. I think Have mm-hmm. you seen that. Yeah. And they, the, you know, they they use that for. You know, like buildings, mm-hmm. you know. So you can walk through buildings and things like that, and you can, and I've seen it being used for even like subsurface utility work. Yep. You know, and I'm just I'm like, there's got to be an application for boundary surveying or topographic survey yeah. or surveying yeah. or something. There's there's something. There's no doubt about it.
1: I know in Europe right now the technology is a little bit further progressed mm. than here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's some programs where drones can go and look at trees and tell what species they are. Crazy. Instead of Instead of somebody actually going out and shooting them, I mean, yeah. the drone goes up, shows a tree, able to yep. label it, and yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 the technology's there. It's just we got to get a hold of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then figure out how to apply uh-huh. it. You know, like I've seen the like the infrared sensors put on drones. Mm-hmm. And they're flying buildings to see where there's like leaks of heat mm-hmm. or air conditioning, yeah, cold air or whatever thermal thermal, yep.
1: thermal in- in- imaging. Um, yep. Our huge new market drone, for that our new drone has the thermal I- imaging oh, does, camera yeah really? I actually we opted for that option that's so, awesome i mean having that option alone i mean can open up the door for us being yep. able to do power line inspections uh, yep. like you said go on a go on a roof search and rescue mm-hmm. uh, people don't think about that um somebody calls us red cross i know they sub some of their stuff out i mean search and rescue stuff yeah um so no yeah the the Possibilities are endless.
2: Yeah, for sure. And uh, like for accident reconstruction, mm-hmm. I don't know how what it is what it's like by where you live, but do surveyors perform like accident reconstruction surveys, or is it more of the departments? Because like in Arizona, you know, you see like the the police department out there with a, a robotic total station or flying a drone or something. It's not b- done by a surveyor.
1: Yeah, no. I think most police departments have Just their own. Do it scanning. all in house. Yeah, all in house. Yeah. I haven't heard any surveyors doing it, so to speak. Yeah. But I know that I've seen. Um, articles and stuff about police departments, crime scenes, they'll scan crime scenes um, and some car accidents.
2: Yeah, yeah. Great application for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just however creative you can be (laughs) with the technology. (laughs) There's so many applications out there. You just got to think about them. It was
1: like your previous podcast I was telling you about the guy was scanning body temperatures at games because you had to be be innovative a couple years ago. I mean, and that's surveying. I mean, it's, it's... Survey and somebody's bias see what their temperature is. I mean, that, that's just yeah, it's crazy.
2: We had a guest on, I don't know, three or four episodes ago. I don't know if you listened to it, Keith Masbeck. Uh, yeah, I think absolute so, yeah. legend. Yeah, and the one line that he had that I keep going back to over and over again is the fact that we're in a geospatial moment right now, mm-hmm. and he couldn't be more correct. Oh no, yeah, you know, I mean, we are in a time right now where geospatial is at the forefront.
1: Oh, I mean, we use it for everything. 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 Um, mobile scanners, I mean, you could use that for a lot of different applications. I mean, yep. you got nine cameras. I'm looking on that Regal unit right now. <laughs> I know. I mean. It's crazy. E- 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 even yeah. if you don't use the scanning part, I mean, nine cameras on a vehicle. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, e- cars, your sensors on your cars, that could be That, that mm-hmm. could be collecting LiDAR data right now. Heck yeah. Um, yep. E- our phones. Uh-huh. I mean,
2: walking data collection, yeah.
1: I was telling you about Rami doing the. Oh yeah, the Rami's thing, yeah. The 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 iPhone surveying surveying his property. I mean, that's it's just crazy. I mean, in the palm of your hand, you have that technology, and people don't realize it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you walk around, you don't realize it.
2: Yeah, and it's pretty accurate. Surprisingly, Uh, I mm -hmm. saw one of Rami's videos where he, you know, with his with his iPhone, scanned Mm -hmm. like a a ramp. It was like a concrete ramp, Mm -hmm. and then like every I don't know every six feet, he also set like a, a nail. Yeah. Right. So then he went back. For, he scanned the ramp. Of course, collected you know a, a coordinate on each of those nails yep. as he went, and then he surveyed it conventionally. Yeah. And we're talking hundreds. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I was like, "What? Are you kidding from a, me? That's from amazing from a thousand from
1: a thousand dollar iPhone. Yes. It, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised by no means because I mean, we're very very capable people, but yep. yeah, it's it's crazy that you get that much. Um, right. I was looking yesterday at one of the presentations. We had um, the body, where where you could wear the body scanner. Oh, the Navis. Yeah, the yeah. Navis, and you could walk through a place. That's what I was got to earlier. I mean, video games. Yeah. We could get into the video game industry mm-hmm. being geospatial people. Yep. So many different directions to oh, go. Yeah.
2: What do you tell people, like... Uh, well, first of all, like when somebody asks you what you do, what do you tell them? That's always a, it's that, always a tricky question, you that, know.
1: That has been a problem I deal with <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs>
8: why? Why just the last couple of weeks?
1: I, it's something I used to tell them I'm a surveyor. I, I now, stopped doing that. But I stopped now, doing that. but now I do so much more complex stuff. Yeah. that... I'm trying to be like, yeah, well, I deal with drones. No, I don't just deal with drones. Yeah. I deal with reality capture. Well, what's reality capture? For yeah. instance, I had dinner with my cousin that lives here. We we had dinner Monday night whenever yeah. I flew in. And he's like, well, you're a surveyor, huh? What? I said, well, no. I said, surveying to me is holding the rod out, shooting a point. Right. I said, I fly drones. I collect 3D data. I yeah. process the 3D data, send off a deliverable to an engineer where he could get data from. I said, not only that is that I scan stuff, and I said, deal with point clouds. what's a point cloud? Yeah, I, it, you can't explain things to people. Yeah. And it, I I understand it. You understand it. Anybody in the industry understands it. But you try to explain it to a bystander, and it's like y- you just give up. You s- you pull your hair out. Right. It's like my mom always. My mom asks me, "What? Well, can you tell me what you do for a living?" I try to, and she and it just so a <laughs> worthless cause. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I've started using this. I don't know, probably a couple of years ago. Um, I got away from saying land surveyor because mm-hmm. you know the first thing is we're like, oh, you know, you plant trees outside my house <laughs> or whatever. You know, I'm like, no, no. So I started using. Uh, I'm a geospatial professional.
1: Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. It's a good one, and mm-hmm.
2: people are always like. That sounds interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of go off on your spiel. But um, on that same note, what do you tell, like, um, like, you know, y- maybe younger folks that are considering surveying as a career? You know, what are some of the, the hot buttons that you try ha- to touch on when you talk to them?
1: I haven't really ran across anybody younger. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're pretty young yourself. Yeah, so. I'm pretty yeah. young <laughs> myself. So <laughs> it, I, I haven't really come across anybody, like, to, to try to yeah. mentor or steer in our direction yeah and but i would just tell them i would show i would tell them the cool stuff about the industry yeah we were talking about that we were standing outside the geo bus earlier meeting a couple co-workers and we were talking about um whenever you there we obviously have a shortage of people in the industry i mean it's not a um it's apparent and we were like well, the younger kids, when everything about survey, they think about going out in the woods yep. with a brush hook and chopping down line mm-hmm. and getting ticks all <laughs> over them, and that's not appealing to anybody. Yeah, that's not and fun. It's like, wha- how can we sell this to the younger generation? Yeah. Well, they just want to see the cool stuff like drones mm-hmm. and and scanners and the future. Yep. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah. I said, I was actually just saying, I we 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 need to come up with a way to. Way to sell it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think we're in a position right now. It's, it's almost. I don't want to say it's an easy sell, mm-hmm. but with the right audience, it's an easy sell just because we have access to so many different things, like you said, the technology and stuff. I just did a little brief presentation, uh, what was it, Tuesday this week, for three high school kids that I met through a chance meeting of a geography professor at ASU and we just started talking about surveying for whatever reason and started telling her how there's a shortage. and she's like really she's like i did not i wasn't aware of any of this stuff and she's like i've got some young men that i would like to put in front of you mm-hmm. and have you tell them about surveying so i did it you know went to my spiel had a powerpoint thing stuff like that and they were blown away mm-hmm. you know it's like wow i had no idea this even was a a career opportunity you know so that was really cool but the one thing that i asked i'm like what input would you give me because you know these kids are Mm -hmm. 18 19 years old 17 years old like what input would you give me on my um presentation and they're like something you really need to do is somehow document what a day in the life of a surveyor looks like yeah and they're like that will go so far so i took that and i'm starting to develop like a video type thing but if you show them you know, somebody outside with a drone or mm-hmm. s- setting up a scanner. And I mean, I think there's so many really cool things you could do to, you know, document the mm-hmm. d- a day in the life of, of a surveyor. And, you know, getting that information out there, in addition to everything else that we have access to, is, uh, it's incredible. It's great. We're in a good spot right now, as far as being able to get people involved and interested. Mm-hmm. We just have to get out there and do
1: it. And, and I'd love to pay it forward. I know somebody exactly. took a chance on me yep. way back when. Yes, a couple yes. of people took a chance on me, and I'd love to be that person. To exactly. Like, well, yeah, you're gonna have yeah, plenty sure. of opportunities to oh, do yeah. that, oh, man. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited. Who's that
2: person? Like, who's the person that made a uh, impact on you professionally? Oh, um.
1: His name's Sam Billingsley. Sam um, Billingsley, okay. Um, he's a surveyor. He is a RLS, yes. Yeah, nice. Um, that's the guy who gave me an opportunity. Yep. Gave me, a, gave me the spark that keeps me going now. Yeah. Um, well, thank you to him for, yeah. for doing that. You yeah, know? he's a super good dude. Um that's awesome. He's taught me about point clouds, data extraction, mobile scanning, drones, cool. LIDAR. I mean, short period of time, I worked with him for about a year, yeah. and um, he just pushed... Pushed everything on me. Nice, awesome. great guy. Um, and then my first opportunity, when serving, was in South Louisiana, where mm. I'm from. Um, company, a small company named Riverland Surveying Company. Okay. They're out of Laplace, Louisiana. And guy took me in. He was a geomatics professor, and he told me, he "said I'm going to train you." Yep. He said, "I'm a small company, and then you go to bigger, better things after that." And yeah. that's what him and his family. They took me in. They that's trained awesome. me. They got me going and yeah i mean slowly moved to a great great company i mean yeah well you
2: got you you got lucky Mm -hmm. you had some really good you know mentoring opportunities Mm um i mean i'm fortunate i'm in that same boat where when i first started my career you know i worked for a gentleman for about 10 years Mm -hmm. that uh did the same thing just took me under his wing and Mm -hmm. taught me everything there was to know about surveying and and dealing with people Mm -hmm. as well you know not just the technical side of it but the you know the people skills because that's that's a huge part a lot of surveyors don't have very good people skills Mm -mm. no
1: no and you see that a lot and and coming to these things yes you learn a lot of Mm -hmm. information you learn processing and all that but i think equally as important is networking with people totally i mean i've talked to so many great people in the industry this week um the things that they do with surveying um from airports to roadways to formula one tracks to inside of grocery (laughs) stores i'm just mind blown at the possibilities that are out there um and that—that's what means a lot to me—is being able mm. to talking to you, talking to professionals in industry, getting business cards. Yeah. I mean, you may need somebody one day. Absolutely, hey, I got a question about great, something. Great, great opportunity to yeah. network oh, yeah. if you
2: take advantage of it. Oh yeah, and, and it's motivating, you know, to see all these other people out there doing the same thing you are and oh, more yeah. in some cases. And you just, you know, you just take take away from that, and oh, yeah. uh, makes you think about what else you could be doing in your career. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it really got a lot of ideas going in my head of yeah. what what we can work on when we get back to the office awesome. and, and, and look into, yeah. yeah.
2: Hey, mission accomplished. Oh, I'm yeah. sure, you know, that's exactly what Ted and his team want is to, you know, hear things like that. Oh, yeah. So um, what else, what are, what are you excited about moving forward?
1: I'm excited about getting, um, working with this drone. I'm excited about seeing what we can pull off with that. Yeah. Um, I, it's going to increase productivity a bunch um for sure we're gonna look at getting this uh doing a lot more scanning i'm excited about that and yeah just trying to build our team the knowledge and build build ourselves up so yep. it's all about yep
2: right and paying it forward just like you said oh yeah paying it forward yep, i love um, that you said that that's great
1: yeah i mean i like i said somebody took a chance on me a yep. um, couple people took a chance on me um we got a great guy at the office who who's basically my mentor right now uh-huh. um his name's wes harris um yep. great guy he any anytime anytime i need anything yep. he's he's there for me um any any ideas i have he sits down he listens to them yep. if they're crazy if they're not crazy he's, he, he tells me yeah it's a good idea yeah um awesome dude um he's really he's been great to me um in the whole company's been great to yep. me i couldn't ask for anything more so
2: you're not going to believe this So I'm pretty sure it's probably the same Wes Harris, Uh but I think he and I went to college together. Really? Southern Illinois University. Yep. Did he go there? Yep. Football player. He and I work for the same company, um, Shawnee Professional Services. Uh And uh, yeah, you'll you'll have to have him listen to this. Yeah, Uh, We're loosely connected on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh He's got a brother, Kelly.
1: Yep. Kelly. Kelly Harris works for um, Siler
2: yeah yep. exactly. Yep. yeah exactly yeah i know those uh, guys they're awesome yep. oh my god west is such that's a, funny a small guy. world man no yeah. he's, he's 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 awesome he's he's what's, what's he doing now is he like a manager he's, with your company he's, then?
1: he's one of the owners of the company oh wow um, one of the partners him. um and that's the head of our department awesome um yeah Then anyth- anything that i need he's yeah i go in his office yeah he sits down with me talks so to funny. me and dude <laughs> he is he is the uh, best person ever um he yeah, we we go to lunch and we yeah. we, we talk about survey and will talk about anything. He, yeah, you can talk to him, talk oh, to yeah. the guy, but he's super personable. I got to reconnect
2: with him. He's such a good guy. Yeah. We had so many good times. It was yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, small world.
2: Small world for sure.
1: <laughs> but now uh, he's a he's a great guy. Uh, look up to him for sure. Yeah. Um,
2: like awesome. You. Well, and I. I Don't have anything else. Anything else you want to get out there? No. It's
1: great to talk to you. Good to meet you. I appreciate you letting me on here and talking about what we do. And yeah, I'm excited about the future.
2: Yep. Me as well. All right. Well, have a good rest of your conference.
1: You you too. Thanks. You bet.
2: Ted Knack. Here we we are again.
8: Ken, how are you doing?
2: I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you for the invite to be a part of this amazing event. This has been incredible in the short time that I've been here. And I can't wait for next year already.
8: You can't... Okay. Well, you're invited. Uh, it's there a standing we go. invitation. Hey, okay.
2: it, now it, it's on audio, so you cannot renege.
8: No, I can't <laughs> renege. I, you know, basically, I, when I come to talk, I just kind of show up and, and see you there. I didn't... Know, I forgot about the buses, and I forgot oh, about... Yeah. Like I said, we were talking about before. I, we have yeah. such a good team. Um, they make me look good. I kind of... do. I, I do a few... I did a little bit of work, uh-huh. you know? I, I put all my life into a couple presentations every yep. time, but... The real work is done by the team, so I got to say thank you to them. And um, and basically, that yeah, I'm just here. I'm just the pretty face. Yeah. Well, you, know?
2: um, you do you do very well at being the pretty face. Thank You've you. You've done incredibly well at doing the heavy lifting to get TopoDot to the point that it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't imagine how proud you must be to you know see an event like this and the people that are here and how passionate they are about the software and just the incredible team that you have.
8: Yeah. And um, Really, the incredible team, and uh, for sure, I think uh, it's it's almost touching the you know, it's not often you go to a conference and people say you changed my life, you yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. um, we've had uh, we've gotten emails and things from surveyors that we've we've literally helped every day. Uh, yeah. a good anecdotal stories so a guy was with a construction company, he was a surveyor, and he got to be in his 50s, and, you know, serving through the winter is not an easy thing. So he was just, you know, so they pulled him inside, and he was trying to learn topodot. And just having a tough time. Just just couldn't grasp, you know, mm. he just wasn't his. He wasn't a computer guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they, you know, the guys would tell me every day, and when everybody was always patient, always sat with him, you know, go, and go to meeting online, you know. But he was, yep. we were ready for him every question. We helped him through every process. And then all of a sudden, we didn't hear from him, and... We got an email later, um, and he just said, it all clicked, I, I figured it out, yeah. I, I knew, now it's it's easy, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't grasp how this worked, the point clouds and this visualization and 3D yep. and CAD, and he just hadn't done any of that. And uh, he goes, you guys changed my life, I mean, I, I couldn't work outside anymore. I have arthritis. I have all this stuff, and uh, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever be doing this. But now I'm, I'm getting really good at it, and um, I, f- I feel really good. And you get feedback like that. You, you know, it's it's beyond just being successful in business. It's yep. you know, and and that's what I think is uh, business is, business is you know satisfying people's needs. You know, and and yep. making them successful. And uh, from the very beginning, I've told everybody in the team, and they said, "Look, our success is wrapped around our." We call it our community really yep. our community success yep. when they're successful our success will come you know no question and and that's 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 kind of shows through it's mm-hmm. been a decade of that and and you know it's it's uh, yeah I, I don't think it's so unique but apparently it is because yeah. everybody said nobody else reaches like this
2: <laughs> yeah and uh, something you touched on that i mean and i've brought this up with every single interview i've done because it's come up in conversation and that is the fact that you have And continue to build a community there's no doubt about it you know your users they've referenced it as a community of course the folks that work with you they reference it as a community and you've just done an amazing job and that starts from the top you know so kudos to you it was a vision obviously that you had and it's coming come to fruition and continues to come to fruition so that's got to be pretty exciting to see
8: yeah it is it um it is you know and and we you know i travel around the world doing this and uh you know part of the things that I lament is we don't have that presence in some of our other markets, yeah. you know, uh, in Australia and, 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 and Europe and, and we're building that. We yeah. have uh, we have, we have a team over there and, uh, you, I think I saw you inter-
2: interviewing the, the lovely Andrew uh, the lovely, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrea over
8: there and she's done a fantastic job. So yeah. she's technical support and that's so we it's need awesome. someone in the same time zone because mm-hmm. uh, Ryan was doing it from here. Uh, but he was just, you know, he just couldn't, he's yeah. getting up at like five in the morning sure. and then Staying off for Australia, like nine, to it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and now we have Felipe joining the team yep. and, uh, you know, kind of the front man sales approach, you know. And so this yep. is going to be a dynamic team over there. And we want to recreate that over there too. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much excitement in this industry. Um, I don't know if you got to saw some of the presentations, did you?
2: I haven't, unfortunately, no. Okay.
8: Those are the, um, they're online, they're the YouTubes. Mm, and, um, cool. Good to know. And the thing about those that really come aboard is that they, it's the applications where, um, you know, you, we had one yesterday where uh, they they were trying to convince, you know, well, they did convince a a uh, mm, city manager, Perry, it was Perry, Iowa, I think, okay. but the city, let's call him the city manager, I forget his exact title, but bottom line is, you know, we should scan this, and he said, no, we don't need that much, we just, just do, just survey company, give, give us these points and yep. whatever, tell us where our lights are, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, okay, but, we, you know, if we had that, we could, you know, he kept telling them all the things he could get until they had ADA ramps. And he goes, well, whoa, you can, you can measure ADA ramps? Right. And I go, okay, well, that's got to be done, too, so yeah. all right, we'll do it. And once they took the data and he saw it, they've got like 15 applications the city manager's coming up with now he's going well wait a minute can you tell us the the building can you do the facades of the building can you tell us what our clearances here can you can you you can assess the pavement condition and tell us what's got to be fixed and whatever yeah all from the same data and 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 then they are just rocking and rolling with with this eighth you know with perry iowa which is a town of 8,000. you know and and it's uh, not big but it's, it's, and that's the way it's happening everywhere. Yeah, and I
2: was talking to somebody earlier um, <clears throat> about digital twins. You know, mm-hmm. you, you hear about that that is coming up more and more in conversation, and there's, you know, entire cities that have digital twins developed at this point, and others are following. Um, so this is not going away. I mean, it's just going to continue to advance. Um, and as a surveyor, we have so many different avenues or ways to collect data. Um, it's incredible. I mean, the sky's the limit. It's whatever you can use your imagination to develop or come up with
8: interesting you bring digital up the topic of digital twins we talked about that we had a panel discussion on oh, the first day okay. and tuesday and um and we we went there we've been we've been i've been actually noodling around and, and trying to understand digital twins mm-hmm. um because from the geospatial perspective um it hasn't you know, when you, when you, it hasn't been well-defined in, in, in a lot of ways. You know, they say, okay, we want... When you say, I want a reality model of everything.
6: Mm.
8: Really? Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> only God does that. You know, everything else is uh, <laughs> an approximation, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, and, and then you find out, so what do you... So, what? you know, the question is, what do you want to model? And then I started just having deeper thoughts about uh, modeling in general. Because I used to do spacecraft simulations. So I, I get simulations, I get models, and I know that modeling everything doesn't work and and, and, I, and I used to and I was actually watching um, in that presentation we actually had um, a workflow from our friends and and, 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 and uh, part of the community in Balfour Beatty in the UK wow. and they were one of our first uh, first customers actually um, and they brought us the process that they had worked with with Bentley about you know the whole they call it the digital twin you know and, and they were going to do this they're building a, a big project with that and they're centered on that process and um, cool and they showed us the process but the thing i noticed but the geospatial guys were really confused w- w- what's because f- they in their care they call it a federated model but same thing you take uh. all your models and then i looked at the what was confusing them on the left side was all the geospatial data and it was like everything airborne lidar, light, you know mobile lidar, static mm-hmm. lidar, everything and it's just this collection of data and it's just a box around it and there's a thin blue line that says federated model i thought, you can't stick all this stuff in, in a model yeah. you know you'll be modeling forever first of all second of all you can't you know a lot of the design side don't they don't really understand geospatial data because it's geospatial data is dirty yeah it doesn't snap to you know the, the precision of your computer yep. it's plus and minus something yeah and it takes time to take so so basically uh so the, 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 the definition of a digital twin that I looked up from the consortium was um, that they defined it, which was really good. It's uh, some, it was basically a model synchronized in frequency and fidelity, which hmm. is like quality and, and frequency being the time you take it, you know, how much you update it. Yep. yep. And that's cool, but that's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm.
2: And know? it's only like accurate for that point in time.
8: Yeah. You take, you take data. It's you like take a, a snapshot. It's a snapshot. Yep. And then and these snapshots aren't cheap. So yeah. So the question everybody's having is, well, how do you keep it up to date? And the quality's an issue, too. Um, you know, there's, again, the geospatial guys, the, the design guys don't quite understand. And even these design software platforms, you know, Bentley and others, they yeah. don't quite get it, I right. think. Because they, you know, they don't understand. Geospatial data is dirty. And when I'm saying dirty, it's like if I take UAV data, it could be plus or minus a tenth when I take... Mobile data, you can get it down to a hundredth. Or if you don't use control, it can be floating around by five centimeters. Right. Which and there's a lot of reasons to do it that way. It's less expensive, and there's reasons. So, um, the bottom line is someone has to like be be on top of all that. And and then there's a liability issue. This whole thing of reaching into the digital twin and everybody's going to access it and make a decision. Yep. Really? Uh, what happens when some engineer? You know, I can give basically. I, I use this. I can give a point cloud to 10 engineers and say, go measure the, go make this measurement, clearance in a bridge. I will get 10 different measurements. Hmm. And if they're within a foot, I'll be surprised.
2: Oh, wow. So, why is that?
8: Why is that? Uh, measuring, the short answer is going to a point cloud and just clicking on two points in a, a, a 3D environment on your flat screen on your computer, hmm. It'll, you, it, it, you'll never click the right point you you'll, 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 you you yeah. you can click you can be a little off when your you, the resolution of your screen you'll be off you, you'll be off, you'll be 5 foot that way so i have a little video of just guy clicking and clicking and getting 26 feet on a bridge and when you turn the thing sideways the the lines like this you know and and remember and the thing about um the thing about the what happened in see the thing that happened, they they show a lot of bim in buildings and bim in buildings you can actually scan so densely that if you click on something, you have a point every quarter inch or something like, whatever, right? and well, that works, you know, because you, you went 10 feet away. When you start going on topographies and transportation, um, you're you very access to your, your data. You, you, you're, you're driving at 50 miles an hour, so there's maybe two inches of space between your, your lines, or if you're static, you're going very, and you're going very, as you go away, you're going uh, at a steeper angle to the road, and there's some anomalies in the data there. And what happens is the points spread further apart. Yep. So there's never a point where you need it. You got to remember, a point cloud is like a picture, but it's never definitely a point where you need to know the information. So you can't, there's things you can't snap on. And that bites them too. So then in the end, they get very frustrated. They go, no, I just want a really clean cross section. And, and and I want a clean profile here. Yeah. And there's no points where they want them. It's one's a little too low, one's a little too high, one's a little back, and, and if they just click on points, and, and so that doesn't work, and so there's an issue of liability if you you let everybody go into and make decisions that you're supposed to make intelligent decisions. Well, what if an engineer wants to do a volume, you know, or, or an operations guy says, okay, I'm gonna, I, I read somewhere how to do volumes here, so like I'm just gonna look at this point cloud and. And he's off by 30% because <laughs> he didn't know what it to do. He didn't, right. he didn't have the right tools.
2: Yep. He didn't know what he didn't know.
8: 30% could be right? $300,000 of, of whatever. You know, it can be huge, huge yeah. money. And I said, no, no. So what we're doing, we have a, um, a new initiative, a product. You know, it's, it's TopoShare, but it's a very inexpensive way of just communication, collaborating. And what we say is that, look, in the geospatial world, the digital twin we've we've been doing digital twins for 20 or 30 years first of all so i tell them all my guys in this whole conference i've been saying guys if somebody asks you you've been doing it for 30 years yeah we're making 3d models that's a digital twin yeah totally agree what the heck so we've been you know even if when you when you took old basically you were just doing traditional survey one point at a time making a line that's a digital twin yeah so you know there's nothing new here the question is you got all this data how do you keep to in this rich data that now you have and there's all kinds of information in how do you establish that cyclic kind of collaboration where you can keep feeding it So
2: uh, how, how do you like how do you communicate with the different data sets like let's say one was collected with you know terrestrial lidar, mm-hmm. one was collected with a drone you know the different ways mm-hmm. of data collection How do you communicate that this data set is plus or minus you know a mm-hmm. hundredth this data set is plus or minus five tenths. How does that get communicated?
8: That's and it's a really good question. And and that's up to, and that's up to the in our process that we're introducing through our share thing is that mm-hmm. there's a geospatial project administrator. And that's the guy who you want to ask. So we're having the entire design team, every maintenance, whatever it is, they go through him and say, you know, this is what we need and this is the requirements we need. And he makes a decision. So basically um we don't in our method of organizing a storage data, we never we never conflate everything into one into uh, into one big point cloud or one big thing. Got you know. it. There's reasons to do that and it's useful. It's just that you keep your initial acquisition binned. Mm-hmm. And everything that went with that initial acquisition, whether it's your um, with your control documents, requirements, reports, you know, everything that went with that and the point cloud of course and anything you've extracted stays there, right? So the bottom line is so you have quality in each there so so if you have two they talk about a data fusion actually you know so what happens when i have uav data that's a tenth mobile data that's a couple hundredths um yeah how do you communicate that well the thing is you have to keep them you have to be able to go trace they have to keep them traceable back to their original data and then and you say that is and then when i extract it basically and that's why you need a geospatial expert in between to basically make the right decisions about which data to use to give the deliverable that you've required yep. to, 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 you know, do it. And they have to sign off on it. The one thing about reaching in and getting things is that you you there's no liability associated. You know, if you make a mistake, who made the mistake? Well, was the data bad? Was it the engineer who did it bad? They right. didn't extract it right bad. Nobody knows anymore. Yep. You still have this, there's a reason, uh, you know, surveyors had insurance, had insurance carry insurance right because if they make a mistake it costs money right Um, that doesn't go away that liability so when you're looking at a point cloud and extracting there has to be some responsibility and some chain of custody and some you know right quality control and assurance that goes with it and you have to be a little careful these little thin blue lines that go into the the thing and reach in there yeah it's not always the right approach
2: yeah is there a national I don't know certification for like BIM modeling and point cloud development? Is there anything that like a quality control standard, I guess,
8: as far as expertise and as far as experience? uh, Gosh, no, that I, not that I know of. Yeah. Um, there
2: probably should be though. You know, would you find it? Would you think there'd be value in that?
8: You know, there, there would be, um, but, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, there would be to some extent, um, mm. the bottom line, I'm not sure what standards, you know, you, you, it's a lot of work. I've been on some of these standard committees right. and all that. And it's, yep. to be honest, uh, standards, honest, I guess that's yeah, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, to, to be honest, y- yes, um, to some extent, but the, the thing is it's moving fast. Mm. Um, it's, 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 in, it's very really intuitive. I mean, it's like everybody here, um, you know, uh, uh well, let me put it this way. Um, one of the things we built in the Topoda was a way of verification. So when we go through a Topoda process, we're all about processes here, you know, Topoda. And, and uh, you know, in another life, I, I was a control system analyst for satellites. So like I learned from in my space systems world, you know, about yeah. processes and things right. like that. And, um, and what I want, what, I, what we do is we say, look, you manage your data, you assess the quality, And we give you tools to do that before you start extracting. And when when you extract and make a model, you compare that model to the data that you've compared and make sure that that model you didn't make any mistakes that it meets the 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 requirements. And then you publish it. So the there's the interesting. So basically, we give them the tools to do it. And if you follow that process, um, it you'll be successful. And to be honest, you follow that process a couple times everybody kind of learns it and gets it because it makes yeah. sense and do you have we don't give out certification for that but you know whatever right but
2: but you have something in place so that yeah we have
8: something in place yeah. and, and and that you attended this you know bottom line is bottom line is uh, we're kind of we're kind of leading the technology here so um yeah and we've opened up the technology a lot um to be honest uh, i would say in the united states um the process and the technology is advanced um, because there's a process. It's not so much that you don't get the same equipment anywhere in the world. Yeah, It's just that DOTs now across the country have adopted like mobile LiDAR and go, okay, we know how to ask for it now. We know what to, how to pay for it. We know it works. We know how to QA, QC it. Um, and and basically we know how to make sure, and we, and we have, you know, we know how we have tools now to assess that, and typically that's what like F dot does with Topo dot, just assess quality in and out. So the bottom line is we can buy it, and we can use it, yeah. And uh, we're just happy with the schedules being faster, the uh, the deliverable being better, and uh, you know that just works for us, and it actually being less expensive, you know, yeah. in many cases. So yeah,
2: um, and they've they've grown confident in the data. Yeah.
8: they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is.
2: Um, yeah it's come a long way
8: it's come a long way oh my gosh and back when we started the hardest part about first of all i mean we started topodot you know and kind of looked down (laughs) the first thing we did was you know first of all i mean you went to every deity and they all had a horror story about you know mobile lidar so they were like okay now it's not it'll never work you know we saw this stuff yeah and true enough they weren't wrong we cut cross sections and there was like you know, every time they did a pass it was off by two tenths or so. Yep. So No were, consistency. There was no consistency, yeah. there was no standards, and they had no way of evaluating it. So they spent a lot of money for data and then they realized they couldn't do anything with yeah. it. And yeah. they and they didn't know. So uh, so we give them the tools just to know. And they say know what how accurate that data is, um and will it meet their requirements. And uh we work with all DOTs and saying, okay, here's how to evaluate the data. Yep. It's not that difficult really. Yep. And um, if you can evaluate it and put a requirement on it, then you can know when to pay for it or know when to send it back. Yep. And yep. Once no, that they make sense. Once they got comfortable with that. Yep. It, the, the day the market started taking off.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, before I let you get out of here, what what are you most excited about moving forward?
8: I, I think um, moving forward, I think is uh, well, we got a lot of new automation. So so what's what's happening? I think uh, mobile lidar is moving into a lot of. Bases that were actually niche oriented, so we're seeing our guys doing uh, moving into uh, the community, moving into uh, pavement assessment, and typically you are not yep. doing like the entire big state things that you know everybody d- that they, that's been done for 20 and 30 years. You know, federal required you know pavement assessment of all your highways, but it's the municipality or so. There's the municipality says, okay, come in with your mobile lidar, do 200 miles of our you know all these roads, and tell us what it is, and we don't have to meet any. Big federal, you know, requirements or thing like that. It's just like, you know, make it work. Tell us which roads are bad or good, you know, and whatever. And uh, and it's opening up markets there, just like I yeah. talked about the guy from Perry, you know, Perry Iowa. Just you know, saying okay, but there's all these things we can do. Well, we're starting to see that. And the next step is this collaboration, where everybody looked at Point Cloud and looked at everything that was there, and and they looked at everything and said, this is going to be fantastic. We can do all these things. The reality was and even until today, 80% of the projects are, you collect it, you extract it, you send it deliverable, and it sits under somebody's desk, the data sits at somebody's desk. We're trying to change that dynamic now. So we're trying to basically make that data valuable, increase its value, basically p- have set up a process where people can go back inexpensively and just ask for little pieces of it, You know, just, just request little pieces of information, a clearance here, a thing here, and go there. And the question is how to do that inexpensively, and and to, uh, you know, basically, uh, well, increase that collaboration, you yep. know, between design, and uh, between, uh, design and, uh, and and construction and maintenance and, and geospatial, you know, yep. and uh, have the uh, geospatial guys take a understand where they fit into the process. So that's uh, the exciting part. Now.
2: I think it's a <coughs> perfect case of adding value and making friends.
8: Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you add value. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. And making friends. Yeah. We absolutely, that's, that's, that's the best part of it. Yeah. You know? No doubt.
2: Well, Hey, Ted, thanks again for allowing me to be a part of this event. It's awesome. Uh, thanks for your support of the show. Ken.
8: Appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, no, we no appreciate problem. that
2: as well. And, uh, congrats.
8: Okay. Thank you very much, Ken. It's been a real pleasure and, uh, hope to see you again soon, somewhere, sometime, and I'll be listening.
2: Absolutely. Thank okay. you. That'll do it, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed those conversations as much as I did. Please give us a shout if you'd like us to attend a future event where we can add value and make friends. And until next time, everybody, be safe and healthy. Thank you to our 2022 friends of the program: Advanced Geodetic Survey (AGSGPS.com), Airworks (Airworks.io), Bad Elf (bad-elf.com), Cyanic Automation (GetJobBook.com), Diamondback Land Surveying (DiamondbackLandSurveying.com), Extreme Aerial Productions (ExtremeAerialProductions.com). Get kids into Survey, Get Survey dot Mentoring Mondays, Mentoring Mondays XYZ, Monson Engineering, MonsonEngineering.com, Nettleman LC Prep, LCprep.com, Northstar Surveying, Northstar Prostar Corporation, ProstarCorp.com, SafetyApparel, SafetyApparel.us, Topo Dot new.certainty3d.com, and finally, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.